Yeah, no, I mean, you start with this fun little creative thing. And once you start researching, you find the community, the wood burning community. And then it's kind of like, you're sold, you're in it. You're like, I'm a- Welcome to Peak Pyrography, the wood burning podcast, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood burning in 2020, and I haven't put my burner down since. If you've been enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe, like, comment on this episode, and give it a rating on whatever platform you're using. That's a great way for you to support me and help me keep making the show. Each week, I invite you to embark on an adventure into your art with a creative spark. This week, the spark is Fearless, suggested by Rachel B. Jam. I encourage you to create a piece inspired by that word and share it on Instagram, hashtag peakpyrospark. I'll share a couple of designs next week in my stories. Do you have an idea for a prompt that you want to hear featured on the podcast? Share them with me over on my website at peak-pyro.com prompts. Now today's guest is Brooke Murphy of Birchburn. Brooke was actually the winner of my first ever Instagram giveaway way back in February. And once we got the shipping address figured out, which unfortunately took more than one try, we got to talking and I knew she had to come on. I loved her confidence and her can-do attitude. I think Brooke could do anything if she decided she wanted to do it. And now you get to hear what she's decided to do next. Hi, Brooke. Welcome on Peak Pyrography. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. I've been <laughs> enjoying watching your hustle lately. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, where are you coming from today? So I am in Florida. I am in Daytona Beach. So it's pretty, pretty crazy over here. Lots of Memorial Day visitors in town. So I've been kind of hiding in my apartment. Yeah, as we're as we're recording on Memorial Day weekend, but this will come out a little bit later. Yes, yes. Um, so, yep, I'm in Daytona Beach. I've been here for a couple of years, about two years now. And, uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and you're probably enjoying the sun during the daytime. And <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm kind of fair-skinned. I'm originally from the Midwest. I'm Polish-Irish, so the sun can be a problem sometimes. But... Being so close to the beach is definitely worth living in Florida for. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Well, Brooke, how did, um, can you, let's tell the listeners real quick, where can they find you? Uh, so I am Birchburn everywhere. Uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, you might have to throw a one on the end of the Facebook link, you know, Birchburn one to get there, but um, Pinterest and then selling mostly on Etsy. Okay, so that's where people can find you if they're at, after they love this episode and want to come come follow you and check you out. Yes, yes, I yeah. would love that. <laughs> um, so how long have you been wood burning? I started wood burning back in 2018, I think. It's kind of it happened out of nowhere, honestly. I was um super creative in school and high school and after that I got into the hustle of okay I'm an adult now I need to make money and I work in accounting and I was just kind of trying to get back to those creative roots that I um you know had kind of strayed from after school got out but I saw a Pinterest video of someone just wood burning and I was like I could do that (laughs) 
<laughs> I love the confidence. You're like, oh, no, no problem. That's me. I got it. <laughs> I had too much confidence. I ended up with a $15 Weller brand wood burning pen, no control over the heat, uh, just plug and play. Basically, I bought a 12 inch by 12 inch piece of wood, no research done. I bought some stencils. I was like, here we go. I'm a wood burner now. And it probably took me a month to finish that wood burn. That's a huge piece, a huge project. Oh my I gosh. And so determined. And then once I was done, I was like, okay, I like it. But um, I'm going to go find some smaller pieces for now. I'm sure you learned a lot on a piece that big for your first one. I was learning all of the techniques without knowing they were techniques. Stippling, um, I added color, I added paint to it. I mean, it was, yeah, I, I jumped right in. Do you have that first piece still or do, do you uh, sand it off? <laughs> no, I still have it. I kept it. Honestly, and to tell you the truth, parts of it are still unfinished after all of this time. But <laughs> And as a reminder, it's in storage. Maybe I'll I'll have to send you a picture afterwards. So yeah. Share it with the episode. We can add that in the show notes and people can check it out because I mean so many of us our first projects for one reason or another, maybe you didn't sand, maybe you didn't Yeah. Maybe you were using that cheap fifteen dollar tool and didn't understand that wood burning can be such a slow art that you have to like slow it way down. Yes. And really take your time and attention to detail and even understanding what, what wood you're wood burning on. And I didn't do any of that research before I started. <laughs> well, that's, that's definitely a way to learn and do your research. It just might be a more expensive way to do it. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I did not go big after that. I was like, you know what, let me tone it down a little bit. See what I well, can do. I'm glad you stuck with it because I mean, see, that was 2018 and we're here 2023. So five years later, you're still doing it. You didn't give up after that first piece. Yeah, no, I mean, you start with this fun little creative thing. And once you start researching, you find the community, the wood burning community. And then it's kind of like you're sold. You're in it. Yeah, absolutely. So then you kept doing that. And now what are you working on? So in 2018, I started small, you know, making uh, gifts for my friends and just little art pieces around the house. And then I eventually got on Etsy in 2019. And it's just been, you know, churning out those Etsy listings and trying to get more stuff out there. Um, In the past five years, I've sold pieces to at least one wood burn to every one of the 50 states in the United States. That is amazing. Yeah, and I've... That is quite an accomplishment. And and when I first started woodburning, it was something that I saw people doing. They would print out a little map and they would color it in as they sold. And it was so cute. And I I did that. And that was one of my big goals when I first started. And yeah, so just growing, 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 growing. That's what I'm trying to do. Get a little bit of more reach outside of Etsy, more with Instagram, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So people find you pretty easily on Etsy and you're able to sell your pieces there? Yeah, I, um, that has taken a lot of work. I think I bet. that 
as you know as fun as the wood burning is and making different pieces and doing custom pieces and collaborating with people in the community and all of these great things etsy is like <laughs> whew, took a lot a lot to learn how to work etsy but it's totally doable it's not expensive you don't have to put a lot into ads it's just understanding how etsy works and doing your uh, research any of those tips and tricks you want to share you know what um, there's a really good free website called eRank. It's the letter E, then the word rank, R-A-N-K.com. Um, and you can go in there and you can look up keywords based on, so you could go and you could look up, it's just like your, your Google keyword planner for SEO. You go in, you look up the keyword Woodburn, and it'll give you different suggestions on other keywords that may fall okay. under. And then it'll tell you the competition, how many people are, um, you know, selling similar things and it'll tell you searches for Etsy, for Google, all kinds of stuff to see. Oh, so that that's not just Etsy. Like with E-Rank, I would expect it to just be Etsy ranking, but this is like SEO kind of stuff across the board. Yeah, so they focus- Search engine on- optimization for anyone who doesn't know what SEO is. Yes, the beautiful search engine optimization. <laughs> uh, they focus on Etsy, but they do have where it'll show you the ranks for Google and um, gotcha. uh, maybe. But that's probably been my number one of finding keywords that are going to get you into the searches on Etsy. And then once you're in the searches, then people find you and it's not so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's still hard. I, but yeah. Well, <laughs> at, least they're, at least people are coming. Once you have the audience, that's the first step. <laughs> yes. Then yes. it's converting the audience. Yeah. And yeah. Do, I have a couple of smaller things that I work on um, jewelry wise that I added to my Etsy. And those are really good for Etsy to draw people into your, your website. Oh, and that's then, interesting. Cause you do little like yeah. earrings and mm-hmm. little wood earrings yeah. with some acrylic paint or something. Uh, it's resin, colored resin. Resin. Okay. Yep. Half wood, half resin. And yeah, those things sell like, hotcakes I don't know what happened <laughs> those things are I'm always uh selling those and I do a little deal where it's buy two get one free and that is like usually the catalyst they'll come in looking at the earrings and then they'll go oh hey wait let me message her about a pet portrait or you know a gift a custom sign so and do you do you enjoy doing that kind of stuff doing custom signs and pet portraits and other kind of commission work yeah it seems like it would be probably the most difficult part um, working with somebody else's ideas um, yeah. as far as how they want their custom signs to look or what they expect even their pet portraits to look like. But I think that is probably the one, most rewarding part of being okay. is being able to work with other people and put these ideas that they have into a piece of artwork that sure. they can gift or they can keep they can display you know within their own homes I think that's really one of the best parts yeah so you you like to help people kind of fulfill that that artistic side that they can't necessarily take care of themselves yeah absolutely and I think um when it comes to gift giving people are so 
much more willing to put in that effort to work with somebody to come up with a unique piece and to be able to be on the side of that to help them create it and bring it to bring it to fruition and for them to be able to give somebody something unique and completely handmade. That's really rewarding and probably yeah. why so long. So would you would you say that commissions take up most of your time these days or are you able to burn a lot of stuff that you like what kind of what's your breakdown on commissions versus passion projects let's say so everything is kind of based on holidays at the end of the year getting towards christmas i'm not working on anything that i want to work on (laughs) creativity yeah when does christmas creating start for you um, you know, it can really start September-ish, the end of September. People will start getting their messages out where they're going, hey, I'm thinking, can I get, because I'll do, I do free mock-ups before it, they order anything just to make sure that they like it. Do and, you mock-up in like Procreate or some other digital software? Procreate. <laughs> yep. And uh, that, that's been my go-to since 2018, you know, as soon as it came I, out. If it works, why change? Yeah. And, uh, and you can do so much more with it too. So super beneficial to have, but, um, yes, end of September is when they start sending in those messages, getting their ideas out there. And then about three weeks before Christmas, that's when they're all like, Hey, we need this next week. Is this going to make it in time? So the end of the year, those last four months are just busy, busy, busy. But right now, during this time of the year, um, you know, it's a little more laid back. I can kind of create pieces that I'm more interested in and put those out. So do you sell almost everything you make? I see there's a collection behind you. Are those all ones that you've decided aren't selling or they're just not sold yet? They're not sold yet. Um, They're all listed. I typically list everything um, and then I will display it around my apartment. It's like a hodgepodge of wood burns everywhere and every different room. And I kind of just sit on them and I'm like, if they haven't sold in a long time, I'm like, maybe there's a reason. And I'll either gift it or I'll keep it for myself if I really like it. Um, But uh, I would say there's some things that sell better than others, but some things are more fun to make than other things. So it's pretty even that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with all your holiday stuff, I'm sure you get kind of a good idea of like, do people want the really cutesy stuff this year or is it, are we going more for the crass side? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you have a lot of time right now to do research on ornaments for Christmas and to decide what that's going to look like at the end of the year because that's a big seller too. And So does that mean like deciding if it's going to be penguins or gnomes this year or is that like? Um, so I my toss up is, is it going to be like proudest member on the naughty list, like something funny like that? Or is it going to be heavy on the personalized gift tags or Mr. and Mrs. our first Christmas, you know, those kinds gotcha. of Gotcha. Yeah. I try to find a good balance. There's a lot of competition when it comes to ornaments and especially when it comes to the our first Christmas and you know, so I try Yeah, to there's a lot of competition, but there's also a lot of demand. Yes, yes. A lot. Yeah. A lot of people luckily support Etsy makers around that time of the year too. So it it's true. I I've certainly done my fair share of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you, when you were talking about your beginnings, you got a big, huge piece of wood. 
where do you source your wood? So uh, that was a lot of uh, a big learning lesson in the beginning because, you know, when you're first starting, you don't want to spend a lot of money on something you're not sure isn't just going to be a hobby. Um, So I started off with Amazon, just getting little pieces on Amazon and learned that that's not always the best quality wood. Um, That's shocking. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I try to look internally to the wood burning community to find people like, um, you know, Walnut Hollow, obviously, is a goat. They've kind of got us all on their fishing line as far as really quality wood goes. Aspen Rustic Creations, um, I've bought from them. Wilson Enterprises, and then another. That one's a new one for me. So they are, um, I think they're out of Michigan. Um, they sell on Amazon, but they're an actual. But, the, but it's like good artist yep. grade stuff. Yes. Yep. And then they'll do, even if you decide that you have some pieces that you can wood burn or if you paint them over a knot and a knot doesn't bother you or any kind of like uh, blemishes, they'll have discounted wood. That may not be artist grade, but are still totally usable. And I've done that a few times for a few different pieces. Um, and well, then sometimes the, the knots can add to a piece. Yeah. yeah. A note that I put in my Etsy listing is that I always try to pick the best piece of wood, but I, and to focus on if there is a knot, something that's, you know, not going to distract from the art. Right. Yeah. You know, if you're um, doing a dark, a dog with a dark spot, maybe realign the wood. So the dark spot is in the, the knot is in the dog's dark spot or something. Yes, exactly. Um, We can get creative. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're definitely using all of the wood we have, like not or no, not. Yep. Um, Another place I would always recommend people to look is thrift stores. Goodwill, places like that. They have a huge wood section and it's, huh. You know, you can find cute little houseware things that you can sand down and you can wood burn. And then you have a custom made shelf that you could sell for Christmas. So just, I mean, I found like little wood signs that were blank. People were throwing away, not throwing away, but donating craft stuff all the time. So, Yeah, interesting. So that those are great, great suggestions. Yep. Um, and then we had a question come in from from one of the listeners who wanted to know what's been your favorite piece to burn so far? Um, this probably sounds really depressing, but, uh, I do a lot of pet portraits and a lot of them are in memory of the pets. Oh, so sad. And I just, but how great is it to be part of the memorial process? Exactly. It really is. And, The thing that I always think about with strangers coming to me and asking me to do that, like, it is so rewarding. But I want them all to know that I have had to do my own pets and my own family pets, too. So I understand, you know, the how hard that is and how rewarding it is to have that piece when you're done. So my favorite pieces are the pet portraits, whether they're in memory or not. But But always pet portraits. Yes, always. Yeah. I'm so excited when people message me and they ask for a pet portrait and they're, I'm like, yeah, send me a picture of your dog. And they're like, okay, here's 22 of them. Here's an Instagram. I'm like, perfect. Give me all the pets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, can I deliver this to you in person? <laughs> can, I, I, can I come meet this little guy? <laughs> exactly. Oh, how fun. 
<laughs> yeah. And and thank you to uh, Zona for submitting that question. Yeah, if anybody means- else has questions that you want to hear on the podcast, make sure that you uh, reach out at Peak Pyro Podcast or um, shoot me an email. But yeah, to keep keep moving on there, um, what kind of stuff you've got pet portrait pet portraits, and you're kind of taking a break from major holiday stuff since we're recording Memorial Day weekend. What other stuff are you working on right now? I think you said you've got a new email newsletter outside of wood burning. Yes. So starting the newsletter, um, anyone who signs up gets a 25% off coupon for their next order through Birchburn. That's through Etsy. If you want to message me on Instagram and put in a personal order that way, um, you know, whatever works, you can use it. You can hang on to that coupon until Christmas. When you want your last minute pet portrait, I'll make it for you. I will honor it. You know? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's the one thing we're working on right now is the newsletter um, and then just trying to get more stuff out there um, and to kind of grow the the Birchburn community a little bit. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so when you say we is is Birchburn just you or do you work with somebody else under the umbrella of Birchburn? When I say we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. That that royal we. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm always like torn between. I, I'm always like, do I say, oh, I made this or Birchburn made this. Like, who's Birchburn? Okay, that's me. That's uh, me. <laughs> but uh, I have, I joke around that my dog, Peanut, she's a little Chihuahua mix. She's my assistant. She mostly just comes along for uh, the ride to the post office. But other than that. You know, she's a good. Yeah, (laughs) that's so much fun. Um, When you do your own, when you do your own pieces, what gets you excited? What inspires you? What gets you lit up? Um, You know, stuff that is meaningful to me. um, Usually, honestly, it is. Um, different quotes that I've read. I have some Oscar Wilde quotes behind me. Um, I have a quote back there, beautiful day to read banned books, just stuff that is like motivating. Um, uh, I don't want to say politically, but I will say politically sometimes. But uh, <laughs> uh, And then gift giving is a huge motivator for me too. If I can, you know, I have a friend who's ha- just had a baby a couple months ago and creating her a piece that's, something I love doing in my spare time or a friend who just started a business and being able to wood burn their business logo and send it to them for their office, stuff like that. That's super motivating to be able to do the gift. giving, And so much fun to see that stuff displayed at someone else's. Yeah. Walk into someone else's house and you're like, Oh, I made that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've made a couple big business signs, um, business logos for a couple friends of the family and every video, their YouTube videos in the background. And I'm like, hmm, that was me. <laughs> that was me. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so what, what tools are you using for this? So I have upgraded from my $15 Weller wood burner pen um, Shocker. <laughs> uh, to a Coolwood detailer. So, all right. Um, yep. Yep. I'm in the Coolwood family. It's been great. Um, 
I don't, I don't know if I'll ever do any other brand. I just think it works really well. It's comfortable. They're, they're decently priced. Um, and to replace a nib, you know, is nothing. So, and that, that's definitely something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, uh, they're quick with shipping whenever you order something like, it's just been so easy. And it's just like you said earlier, if it's not broken, why fix it? Like I'm, if it works, it works. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then what, what, what nibs and stuff do you like to use? What's your favorites? Oh, honestly, just the basic ones. I can, I would probably better be able to tell you that the one I don't use is the shading one. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know why. I just never do that. Um, I just use like the super basic. I think it's like uh, the letter R is what it goes by type R. Um, and then I'll do some that are specifically for um, uh, writing. So they have like the little round ball on top of it. But so like the ball, the ball nibs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pretty basic. Cool. Um, and then does Birchburn keep you busy full time? I mean, it it sounds like it's a full time job for you. <laughs> um, I wish it would replace my full time job. That's for sure. Uh, it definitely I work full time in accounting for um, health care. So I do that full time and then Birchburn's on the side. I I am I am now very impressed by how much you put out with. If the, if, since it's not your full time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I feel like this is what I spend my time doing. Either I'm at the beach or I'm wood burning. (laughs) And wood burning must feel good for you then. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the creative outlet, the return as far as not even just financially, just the return on being able to, to provide other people and gift things and yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And when you're creating, what's your style? Do you like to do line art or realistic? Um, I am more of a line art uh, kind of person. Um, I'm, I like it simple. I don't do too many, you know, small, tiny details. Um, because I just feel like I'm not that good at it, but I mean, maybe that's something in the future to work towards, but, um, yeah, a line art, more of the basic kind of um, SVG kind of style. You know how you get those SVGs, just the two white and black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Um, and, and you've been at this for like for five years now. And are you able to continue to find ways to switch it up or challenge yourself? Yeah, all the time. I mean, we uh, we just did the the uh, wood burning like spring burnt week challenge. So there's yep. that wood burn corner. I mean, she is like the you know the epitome of the wood burning community. She has such a great um, you know a great thing going as far as teaching, coaching, involving everyone. You know, the summits, everything like that. So that kind of pushes it with the creativity um the ones we did uh being able to play with adding color adding different styles doing different things i don't typically one of the pieces i did was a toad underneath a mushroom and i don't typically 
you know, wood burn, those kind of things. So do you, yeah, you don't typically put a ton of color on stuff. Yeah, not very often. Um, every once in a while, someone will want a little bit of color and I'll play around with it. Um, it's, you know, do my best, obviously, but uh, <laughs> it's not something I do very often. Sure. How much of your time are you able to spend? Like you've got your full-time job, you've got your wood burning, you've got Etsy. Like what's your time breakdown kind of look like for managing socials, managing marketing, managing Etsy uploads, managing your time to actually just do the burning? What's that look like for you? You know, it looks like a mess. Um, (laughs) Yeah. honestly time management is a huge thing that you kind of have to teach yourself when taking on all of these things at first the good thing is that at first I spent a lot of time wood burning I spent a lot of time teaching myself how to do that and being good at the style that I do and what I you know what I'm able to do so realistically if it comes to a piece I can get it done pretty quickly even if it's a custom piece even if it's a you know a pet portrait I can get it done pretty quickly so that leaves a lot of extra time to focus on the marketing, the socials, um, and learning Etsy. So I probably spend two to three hours a night just focusing on one aspect of birch burn. Um, and I'll lay it out to, you know, maybe Monday, Monday night, I'll spend those three hours wood burning or working on projects. Tuesday night is SEO, um, research and adding listings and updating listings and stuff like that, you know, so on throughout the week. So sure. Yeah. A little part-time job. For sure. At least. Yeah. (laughs) At least let's do the Mm -hmm. math on a week and maybe let's not do that math. Yeah. Let's just not think about it. Let's just, yeah. (laughs) Just can we get back to wood burning and having fun? Like, let's just wait for just the, the smell of the wood, the wood burning, and then the chiching sound from Etsy when you get a sale. <laughs> I haven't sold anything on Etsy. Does it actually do that? It does. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to ask you, because I you do sell so much online, what is your kind of process for determining that pricing? Because that is something that every creator everywhere always has struggled with. Yeah. And I feel like you can do so much research on formulas and how to add up the your cost and the time and how much you want to be paid. Everyone is just winging it. We are just winging it. I am winging it. I have no idea. <laughs> so you put a price on it and you go, oh, that, that feels good in my gut. <laughs> kind of. Sometimes I do some research. You know, I will take into account the cost of the wood for sure, because especially after the pandemic and COVID and everything, you know, prices are different than they used to be in, in 2018. I mean, I started off with a 12 inch by 12 inch piece of wood. I would never, I would never buy that now if, unless it was for a dedicated project because of how much it would cost. Uh, so definitely take into account, you know, um, your, your wood, uh, how much time you're spending on it, that you got to think about your fees you're paying out to Etsy, um, and just market research. Look at what other people are doing. You will see stuff that you feel 
you compare yourself to and maybe they're you feel better about yours and they're selling theirs for twice the price of yours so you just kind of gotta do your research look at what other people are selling and and think about the money you want to make great advice great thoughts there <laughs> let's take a real quick break here and we'll be back in just a moment <laughs> sounds good all right and we're back again with Brooke Murphy from Birchburn. Brooke, I forgot to ask you at the top of the show, where did Birchburn come from? Oh, <laughs> I was uh, thinking about this before our call and I really have no idea. I honestly think it was like an alliteration thing where I was just kind of trying to like, I was like, oh, wood burning by Brooke. And then I started, you know, you pick up a piece of birch wood, you research that that's good to wood burn. And I'm like, Birch burn, Brooke, Birch burn. So I think it was an alliteration thing, but I also think it was just a total hat trick. Like it just because <laughs> it it fits well. Birch is fantastic to burn on, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so what what do you what do you like to do to unwind? Is wood burning your unwinding? I mean, I was just talking to my therapist about this, I was like, podcasting and wood burning, that is my self-care. So <laughs> what does your self-care look like? Yeah, wood burning is definitely my self-care um, for most of the time. Uh, um, that is a really good way to unwind. I'm like, I feel like I'm a little too money focused because I'm like, you know what's great self-care? Finding out a way to make more money. <laughs> So I should make, I should unwind by making more wood burns to list and sell to make more money. That's my self care. <laughs> but um, I mean, if it works for you and you feel like energized afterwards. Yeah. And when you have a job like my, you know, my nine to five is accounting, it's kind of boring, it's monotonous, it's the same thing over and over again. So the creative release, the excitement I feel about making new pieces, that's all very self-care for me. And then also going to the beach, because you know, like I said, Florida, Daytona Beach, you just can't... Gotta eat. get to the beach. Yeah. How can you live that close and not... I know. I don't think I would live in Florida unless I lived this close to the beach. So I have to take advantage of it. For sure. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but with You've got the accounting and then you've got Birchburn. And are there things with Birchburn that you struggle with or that you're like, oh, do I have to do this again? <laughs> um, I feel like the the behind the scenes, the Etsy listings, the SEO research, although it's really interesting to get into it, I think, um, yeah, updating your Etsy tags. Like we just had Mother's Day, so I had to go in and I had to update all my tags to be incorporated with Mother's Day. Now that's over, I'm going to have to go in and I'm going to have to do that and figuring out when's the best time to post on social media and where to post and how to link and da 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 and create a blog like if I didn't have to do those things I feel like it would be so much less stressful although I will say it's fun to learn those things and I do think I've learned a lot in the past couple of years of doing it but I'd much rather just be wood burning and then the customer service side of it working with other people is 
is really easy for me too. So, so on, when you're struggling with that, how do you kind of convince yourself that yes, this SEO research is worth doing or, um, I look at other people who are doing better than me and getting more sales and I'm like, okay, what are they doing? I need to figure it out. Do you ever reach out to people and ask them or is it just you kind of researching, watching them to figure that out? A little bit of both. Um, I think initially I was one of those people who was like, I can do it myself. I'll figure it out myself, you know, embarrassed to ask questions. But then as I kind of built up a community and people following me on Instagram, people will message me all the time and ask, hey, how did you do this? Or, hey, could you give me to like, what what wood burner are you using? What wood are you burning on? And I love answering those questions. And that's kind of made it easier for me to, you know, um, reach out to other people and say, hey, what are you doing? Tell me. Yeah. And and asking those questions, like being on the asking end or the receiving end of those questions kind of feels good both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And when it came to this podcast, you know, we we started talking through your giveaway that I was so surprised <laughs> and so lucky to win, um, you know, a couple months ago. And I knew you had the podcast and I'd kind of seen you were interviewing some big names in the wood burning community. And my initial reaction to that was like, oh, my God not only do I love what you're doing and I just think it's amazing and no one else really has a podcast like this. So it's super fun and exciting. And I'm like, I would, I could never be on the pod. I'm not good enough. Like there's no way she is just, she's interviewing all of these people and I could just, I'm just, I'm like at the bottom and it was courage. I mean, to just ask you point blank when we were yeah. like, I'm like, hey, if you need anybody, I would love to be a part of this. And afterwards, I was thinking that exact thing where I was like, as good as it felt for me to be courageous and ask, I bet it is so like such a compliment for people to want to be involved and to even reach out to you and ask to be involved in what you're doing. Because absolutely, you hit the nail on the head there for sure. Yeah. I mean, what a compliment to want to be a part of this. I mean, and it is great. It is like... Well, and I mean, you've been on the list of people that I've wanted on the podcast. I'm the, it's a long list of oh, amazing, yeah. incredible wood burners and, you know, then figuring out the timing on things and yeah. just, do you have a big release coming up? Is it the holiday season? Do we need to pre-record something? You know, yeah. figuring all that out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's great. And I appreciated that you were like, Hey, I'd love to come on. That was, that was so cool for me too. <laughs> Yeah. And then you to be so welcoming and be like, yes, absolutely. I, yeah. I was like, let's get it on the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, I really appreciate being here and thank you for, you know, putting me on the books and taking time out to, to yeah. do that. Yeah, um, thrilled to have you here. <laughs> thank you. So on that note, let's uh, jump into our favorite game here on Peak Pyrography. <laughs> okay. And that is the deserted island. So if you were dropped on a deserted island um, as a wood burner and you're left there with one type of wood, one burner, one nib, and then one other item for pyrography, what would those be for you? Okay, so I'm going to take a hatchet, right? You're going to take a hatchet. Because I'm on an island. Like, hopefully there's trees. 
I can source my own wood. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What what trees are growing here? I mean, we gotta have you know those tropical birch trees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's maybe it's an island in the middle of Lake Michigan, but it's deserted. Right. Exactly, exactly. You know they have those. Um, so we have our coal wood detailer. I don't know how we would power it, but that's the one we're taking. We're taking our Type R nib because it's your basic, your go-to. Um, maybe I would take, if I couldn't take a hatchet, maybe I would take a magnifying glass. And oh. I can use the sun to learn a new technique on wood burning. Oh, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Um, and basswood is my favorite wood to wood burn on. It's... I mean, you're just going to get that flawless burn on there. It's, it's so clean. Yeah, it's dependent. You can depend on it. You, it's very predictable and very easy to burn on. Yes. You know it's yeah. always good. You won't have too many troubles. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Brooke, I'd like to have a moment here after the deserted island where we talk about some community building because – as you've mentioned before, this is such an incredibly supportive community and there are so many different accounts out there that we could be following. Who are three accounts, and it doesn't have to just be pyrographers, but who are three accounts that you think that you love to follow and think you take a lot from? Yeah. So Woodburn Corner, obviously off the top with Rachel, especially if you want to get into the business side of it, she's got some great information out there. i I I just, like, cannot get enough um, of that. Um, artistically, there is a, a Instagram called A Slow Burn, and I just think she has some of the most creative pieces. They're kind of like these vintage cowboy, cowgirl-esque kind of things, very tattoo design, flash tattoo designs, and I just, like, envy her creative style. Um, and then uh, Chelsea at Pickle Shop Curiosity. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she is also in Florida. She's in Tampa, which is across the state from me. But she just opened a shop in Tampa called, I think it's called the Pickled Makers Store. And she That's is perfect. Selling, yeah. And she is selling um, her wood burns in there, some other stuff she's made. I think she's, I saw she made t-shirts. And then I think it's also collaborative with other local artists. So her, she's doing some fun stuff as far as getting out there into an actual. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Making her own space, but also a maker space. Yes. America does not have enough maker spaces. Yes, I completely agree. Um. Even uh, in a touristy town, you think that there would be, like Daytona, that there would be more opportunities for local artists. And there are, you know, some some big uh, craft shows that go on, craft fairs. But it can kind of be a struggle to find a, a place like that. To find your local in-person community. Yeah, yeah. that is kind of already saturated by... Um, the older generation of makers who need some youngins out there like Chelsea with pickled shop. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then Brooke, what, what's one tip or trick that you think bring others would find value in? Um, as far as wood burning, um, 
whether you want to, you know what? My number one tip for wood burning is slow and low. That's my number one. Go slow and do it on a low heat. That will be the least amount of mistakes when you're wood burning if you're slow and low. Um, avoid pine wood as much as you can. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's okay, but also it's terrible. And, <laughs> um, you know, before you go into, if you want to go into wood burning as a business, learn the craft for yourself and learn to have fun with it and learn to love it before you go into business. Because I think for as much as go that goes into SEO research and Etsy and posting and social media and community, if I didn't love wood burning as much as I do, I do or have in the past five years, I wouldn't have stuck with it this long and it wouldn't have sure. been lucrative or as successful as, you know, it has been and will be. That is amazing advice. <laughs> Learn it for yourself first, because if you don't love it, it's not worth it. Yeah. And make your friends a lot of stuff. Even if it's really bad, just make it for them. And like, <laughs> Make them hang it on their refrigerator like you're their kid. It's fine. They will do it. And they'll love it. <laughs> It'll boost your confidence and you'll keep going. And every time you walk into their cube at work and you're like, I yeah. made that. <laughs> like, are yeah. you clean? Is it good? You got, do we need to get some better lighting in here for this? <laughs> <laughs> Did you keep it out of the sun? Can't have it fading. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, and Brooke, what what journeys or what big things do you have coming up? So, um, big things, big journeys. Looking for currently manifesting even bigger journeys into the world bur- wood burning world, the world of wood burning. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like we mentioned before, have the newsletter, we're gonna have, you know, that going out um, pretty regularly, you know, at least once a month, just to keep every up, everybody updated on new items that are coming into the store, especially at the holidays, we had into the holidays, and then, uh, you know, you might see a little bit more of the teaching aspect, you know, getting some knowledge out there to help other wood burners um, over on my Instagram. So that's definitely something to keep in keep an eye out for if you're interested in learning yeah so we can follow you on instagram and sign up for that newsletter get 25 percent off and absolutely cool well i look forward to continuing to follow your journey i love to see all the different artwork that you put up and i've really been enjoying seeing it lately and look forward to seeing more thank you so much again i really appreciate it this has been awesome <laughs> thank you for coming on Thank you. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peakpyropodcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K. P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next. <laughs>